0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from Awakening Track. How's everybody doing? You good today? Good deal. I have decided to legally change my name to Barbara Walters so that I can say, I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. Total dad joke. Total dad joke. I want to make a couple of announcements. You're uh, definitely going to be getting more information on the, uh, uh, the fastest coming up. It's That is going to start, uh, lead us into, um, a, a time of corporate devotion, uh, just moving forward. And so we've got some really exciting things that are coming up. We're going to have a a night of worship interspersed in there. We've got some fun guests that are going to come be with us. And uh, so you're going to get more information about that next week. Uh, I'd love for you all to read Isaiah 58 and uh, just look at that. And um, uh, several years ago, several years ago, Uh, I stopped doing fast at the first of the year because I had started doing fast at the first of the year as religious routine. And um, so I decided to stop that. I I love it. I love it. And the first year that Awakening Church, when we planted Awakening Church, I think that... uh, I think that year I, I fasted about 120 days or so, 120, 150 days that first year. So I'm all for fasting. I've, I've been questioned about that too. I'm, I'm all for fasting. Um, I think it's actually a tenet of uh, you just do it when you're a Christian. You just do. Jesus said, if you go back and you read his sermon, break it down in uh, Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. He said, when you fast, not if, when you give and when you pray. He, he just knew that you were going to do those things if you were in relationship. And, and so um, I love it. You're going to hear a lot more about it. Uh, we, we are going to do our best to... Follow Isaiah 58, and um, we've got some amazing stuff. You'll be seeing more about that. How many of you remember last February we did a 14-day love affair? Do you remember that? Yeah. So this is going to lead us right into that, and uh, it's going to be amazing. Just a time of corporate devotion, uh, just uh, going as far as we possibly can. <clears throat> I want to. Um, I just want to recognize some uh, some folks right now. Uh, for the last several years. Ryan and Jessica Lawson have been serving in the capacity of our youth pastors. They have faithfully been leading and guiding and praying for and loving and just doing all that they can with the young people. And um, this year, they will welcome baby number two, uh, as I have affectionately coined L.L. Bean number two. Lincoln was the first L.L. Bean and uh that's my dude so we got we're gonna have to figure out if lexington's gonna love bane bane as much as lincoln does uh (laughs) so uh but they are transitioning away from that. They're gonna be taking this time to, to focus on their family and just do what it is that um, that they need to do in this moment. Um, and they, they're not leaving the church, nothing like that. They're just, uh, she's on staff, she better not. So, uh, but they're not gonna be doing youth anymore. So um, w- we honor them. You know, we we did that a few months ago, as well as as bless them. But would you just let them know how much we love them? Just give them a hand, and just we love you guys so much. We're so grateful for you all, so thankful for all that you do. Just absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, and so so what does that mean? Well, that means that for a little while youth pastors ryan and rebecca are going to put those hats on again not because we have to but because we want to we we felt uh man it's been some time ago we both we like looked at each other and we're like oh man we really love teenagers, and we've always done that. So uh, and it's, not, it's not something that will be permanent for sure, but for a little while, uh, we're, we're going to jump in. And, uh, you know, here's the deal. If I'm, can I just be honest? If I get in there and I find out that everything that I thought I knew about youth ministry is completely wrong now, then I won't be doing it very long. It's just how, that's just how it goes. Uh, you know, if you play games with me, you'll find that out. If I'm not good at it, I don't want to play. And so uh, if I'm good at it, then we can play, and I'm going to try to win every time. But if I'm not good at it, I don't want to play. Uh, so, uh, no, I, we're really excited about this. The Lord's been, been talking to us and, and uh, just, you know, giving us some, some uh, just the, the passion that, that never left. I, I said this over and over again. Um, I, I, I said this when I was a youth pastor. I, I would have totally been content to be a youth pastor for the rest of my life. I absolutely would have been content. The Lord decided to do other things, and and we, we followed that to the best of our ability, but I would have been 100% content to still be a youth pastor, and uh, because I love it. I, I, I take this legacy thing seriously. I really do, and so we're excited about that. So this Wednesday night, they're gonna be meeting at our house, and uh, we're gonna have a blast. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So what does that mean for prayer? Well, that means we're gonna make some adjustments. We don't know what those adjustments are yet, but we're going to make some And when when we do, because one thing we're not going to do is neglect prayer. Uh, We have prayer every Sunday, one o'clock. That's about as early as we can get in here. Prayer starts. And we were having prayer at our house on Wednesdays uh, for the last year or so, year and a half. Um, And so we're we're going to make some adjustments to that. But right now, Rebecca and I feel like this is what we have to do and uh, what the Lord is asking us to do. So we're just going to ask you to honor that. And if you want to start a prayer meeting, come talk to me. We would absolutely, I can't tell you how much we would love for you to start a prayer meeting. I think it would be amazing if you would start a prayer meeting. Did I mention you could start a prayer meeting? Hallelujah. Good. Good. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Oh, sometimes I just, when, when I just have great music playing behind me, sometimes I just want to lay down and not do anything. It's just so good. Amen. There's probably more stuff I need to say, but I got a text. I better check that. Somebody was texting. I, I never get text. Rebecca mentions a fast and my phone starts going off. Fast. What? 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 Uh, yeah, 40 days. That's what we're gonna do. For, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. I think I'm good. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Thanks, man. You can come down. Second Corinthians chapter 10. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter 10. Verse two through six. Now I plead with you that when I come, don't force me to take a hard line with you, which I'm willing to do by daring to confront those who mistakenly believe that we are living by the standards of the world, not by the Spirit's wisdom and power. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign enjoying human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and breaks through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your people. I pray that you would bless the speaker today and that you would bless the people who hear. Uh, In Jesus' name, amen. Why why do we do what we do? What's the matter? (laughs) Do you ever just sit back and think, seriously, why do I do what I do? Like, why do I go through the same routine? Some of y'all have the same, you've had the same routine in the morning for probably decades, multiple decades which is cool, but why do we do what we do? Why why do we set our expectations the way that we do? I'm gonna come back over there because y'all can't quit laughing. You ain't gonna pay attention if I don't, eventually. I'm coming back over there. But seriously, why do we do what we do? I want you to think about this. Why, what drives what what you do? What drives your response to God? Why do you come to church? Why do, you, why do you approach situations in life the way that you do? Why do you do what you do? It's, it's, it's most often learned behavior. It's most often learned behavior, right? We come in and we expect. Do you know you can't find in the Bible that there was a platform and a pulpit? Now, you'll find a synagogue. And there was a podium, and he went up to the scroll. But you don't find that they had this platform. You don't. You just don't find it in the Bible. You don't find that they, you know, did you know three songs that were fast and two that were slow, and then took the offering and you know maybe had a special song or something like that. You you don't find that in the Bible. But there there are, there are things that I'm going to get really serious. I know I started out and it's funny, but I'm going to be really, really serious today. I really want to, I I want to, uh, I want to provoke you. That's really what I want to do today. So if you leave today and you're provoked, hopefully not to anger and hopefully not to wrath, but if you are provoked, then I feel like I've done what the Lord has asked me to do. We're going to be moving into Uh, A a time in the coming weeks, and you'll be hearing not just from me, but from other voices in this house um, about some things that I feel like the Lord is saying for us to do. And I really want to provoke us today, and I want to provoke our thought life. That scripture I read to you a few months ago when I felt like the Lord gave um, the word that he was going to release and upgrade in our mindset toward victory. I don't know if some of you remember that or not. Hopefully you do. That, that he was going to give us an upgrade in our mindset of victory. And I read that because there's a lot of things that go on that keep us from moving in that, that never get out of here. A lot of times I have found when I miss something that the Lord wants for me or wants to do in me, it has very little to do with anything external, though I may want to blame that. It mostly has to do with what's right here. So I want to read verse five again. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. That is the scripture that you probably remember hearing quoted that we bring every thought into captivity, right? I am at war with every thought that does not bow in obedience to Jesus, I want you to hear that. We are in war with every thought that does not bow in obedience to Jesus. I cannot fight that war with natural carnal weapons. I cannot fight that war with natural carnal weapons. I can't fight that war with retaliation. I can't fight that war with having a worse attitude than the person that I'm mad at. I can't. I can't fight that war with carnal weapons. He tells us that. He tells us that. So, obviously, we've been talking a lot about perception, right? I'm talking a whole lot about perception. Perception is this. It's the awareness of something that comes through your senses. Did you know that? It's the awareness of something that comes through your senses. I, I sense something. See, taste, smell, touch, hear. Something that comes through my senses and perception is I become aware of that as a result of my senses, okay? Are you with me? Are you bored already? Okay, there, there is such a thing and I'm not going to pretend to know a whole lot about it, okay? But just in studying and in research, there, there is such a thing called sensory processing disorder. Sensory processing disorder. And what happens is senses are affected. Maybe they're not developed in a certain way or they're affected by... A myriad of things that affect the way that people perceive things based on the awareness they gain through their senses, okay? So sensory processing disorder, here's the thing that that I found in my study, and, and again, I know there are people in here even who could totally tell you more about this, but here's what I found out. They're still researching sensory processing disorder, but what they have narrowed it down to, to the best of their ability, is that sensory processing disorder comes as a result of something that is genetic or environmental, genetic and environmental, or genetic or environmental. Okay. So something, and, and it doesn't mean that it, you know, when I, when I, when I use the word genetic, I'm totally going into a, a spiritual context here. I hope you can stay with me for that. Um, it's, it's something that, that can be passed down from generation to generation, you know, m- multiple generations away. You know, may have dealt with with something like that, and and it's passed down. You know, who who knows? There, we all have these these questions. Um, I, I know that you know when when our nephew Grayson was born, we had tons and tons of questions because he had some genetic issues and some things like that. And we're like, okay, where it, it had not shown up anywhere else. What happened? You know, and and the truth is, we don't have a great answers for that. But what we know. Succinctly, with sensory processing disorder is that it comes as a result of genetics or environment. Okay? You good? Yeah. All right. Hold that thought. My thoughts outside of the influence of Holy Spirit are a result of things that were passed down and environments that I have been a part of. I think the way that I think because of what I have lived. How many of you would agree with that? I think the way that I think because of what I have lived. Here's here's my question. What is the prevailing thought in this moment, born again, spirit-filled, what is the prevailing thought that dominates my actions? What is the prevailing thought pattern? What's the prevailing thought life that dominates the way I approach situations, the way that I approach people, the way that I approach relationships, the way that I approach faith, the way that I approach healing, the way that I approach the manifestation of the Holy Spirit? What are those things? What is the prevailing thought that dominates that? Is it relationship with Holy Spirit who only testifies of Jesus, or is it my environment that I have lived for most of my life that is telling me how to think and how to process things? I'm asking these questions. While perfection has never been an option, it never has. Perfection has never been an option. The prevailing thought life should be renewed daily after coming to Christ. My, pre- my thoughts, what prevails, what dominates my thought life should change the moment I accept Jesus as my Savior. The moment that I accept him as the one who is the one, who is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. That's why the writer would say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. There should be a change in thought. There should be a change in direction. There should be a change in communication. There should be a change in environments. When I come to Jesus, it has to produce something. I'm always, always, always weary. I really try not to be scared skeptical, but I'm always weary when I hear we had 934 people come to the Lord out on the street and I'm like, did their environment change? What's that look like tomorrow? Has there been some adjustments? And I, I just wonder how many people we have attributed to the saving knowledge of Jesus who got the raw end on what the gospel really is. here's what I know. Here's what I know. So let's, let's, okay. People who first got saved. Let's talk about us. Here's what I know. If I'm going to get an upgrade, it's going to require an upgraded response. That's good. That's a good point, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to get an upgrade, if I'm going to get the upgrade that I'm asking for, if I'm going to get, I I promise I'm going somewhere. You all all know me by now, right? I'm, I'm going somewhere. If I'm going to get an upgrade, if I'm going to receive the benefits, if I'm going to receive the fruit of the upgrade that is available for him, just on the mere fact that I want to be thankful, my response should be upgraded as well. This is why we say things oftentimes like if you can be really thankful for a headache being healed, he'll give you the opportunity to be thankful for cancer being healed. And An upgraded response is necessary. Here's, here's the thing. When I think that the upgrade is available, the upgraded response is necessary. Not when I see it come to fruition. Because we're really good at that. We're listen. Let's 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 give ourselves credit. We're really good at that. When the check is in our hand, Jesus, man, we're good at that, right? And whatever the check may be, it doesn't have to be a check. But when it's done exactly the way that we think it should be done. Then my faith is renewed and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I go into hell with a water gun and we're ready to roll whatever it needs because he answered prayer the way that I wanted him to. And Paul says this crazy thing, like I should bring it into captivity. Every thought that seeks to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. What we don't think about is that when he doesn't answer it exactly the way that we want to, and then it makes us mad, and we put ourselves on spiritual probation or we pout, we have just become the thought that exalted itself above the knowledge of God. So if I want an upgrade, I have to have an upgraded response. Okay. Colossians chapter 3. Everybody was on Ephesians 3 today. I wish I could be on Ephesians 3, too. I love Ephesians 3, but I'm on Colossians 3. We'll get to Ephesians 3 later. Okay, Ephesians 3, verse 5. Live as one who has died from every sexual sin and impurity. Live as one who died to diseases and desires or four forbidden things, including the desire for wealth, which is the essence of idol worship. When you live in these vices, you ignite the anger of God against these acts of disobedience. Watch this. That's how you once behaved, indicating that there should be a change. That's how you once behaved characterized by your evil deeds, but now it's time to eliminate them from your lives once and for all. Anger, fits of rage, all forms of hatred, cursing, filthy speech, and lying. Okay, I want to say this. I I wanted to go ahead and read those. I'm not going to hang out there at all because I really feel like we're past that. And I just, I feel like we're past that. If we're not, let's talk afterward and I'll help you. I've got some great advice. Stop it from doing those, those things right there uh, that can help you move forward in, if you're still involved in doing any of that right there. Okay? So I, I feel like we're past that. Okay. Okay. Watch this. Watch this. Lay aside your old Adam self with its masquerade and disguise. That is a little more interesting. But I'm going to say we're past that as well, right? Lay aside your Adam self that is with its masquerading disguise. For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed. Everybody say renewed. Renewed. Into the likeness of the one who created you. Okay, I want to read that again. You have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed. Say "renewed." renewed. This, let's just read that last part together because I, I, I want us to hear that. Being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you. Let's read it again. Being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. In this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference. Your ethnicity makes no difference. Education, economic status, they matter nothing. For it is Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. Okay, okay, here we go, here we go. My ability to live from the place of the kingdom with a victorious mindset is connected to my ability to continually be renewed into the likeness of the one who created me, or into the image of God. Okay, Are we we there? You understand what I'm saying? My ability to really function as a person of the kingdom, my ability to really do the things that Jesus said is connected to my ability to daily and continually be renewed into the likeness of God. I'm going to break that word down in just a minute, okay? Watch this. Jesus said a few things. He gave us a few commands. I know there's tons, but here's a few. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons, these works that I do, and greater works, he told us to do those, right? I, I, I'm going to really fight the urge to really just be angry at so-called believers who have been going after the parents and the church out in Reading for believing in resurrection power. But it's happened, like over and over and over again, it's happened, and I've read them, and and like you you know the cartoon where steam starts coming out that's really what happened, and i i I was like, "Oh, ooh, 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 I want to I want to post, I want to call you because I knew some of them. I, I want to really tell you how I feel, and I didn't, but I settled in my heart. here's what I know: I don't ever want them praying for me. Right. that's that's where I'm at. If we can't believe for what's in this book, and we can't believe that it's available, let's go to the house and watch the playoffs. Okay. Jesus said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. He said, do these works and greater works. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, do business until I come, love your enemies, make disciples. We could go on and on and on and on, right? The goal of the enemy has been to keep the church from operating in these mandates in order to limit the expansion of the kingdom. Can I tell you that he's done a better job than we have? Watch this. Watch this. I told you I wanted to provoke you because I want you to see what's available and what we can really do, okay? The goal of the enemy has been to keep the church from operating in these mandates, just the ones I just listed, and I know there's more, there's more, there's more. His goal has been to keep us from doing those things. We somehow looked at that list, looked at the commands of Jesus, looked at everything that he told us to do, and equated that to meeting once a week on Sunday. That's what, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out lepers. Okay, let's get together and have church. What'd I say, cast out lepers? Yeah, yeah get them out of here, my goodness. <laughs> cast out demons, heal the leper, cleanse the lepers, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. We looked at all of that and said, man, let's have a meeting. Let's have a meeting. And, and, and let's get a platform and let's get a pulpit, let's put a microphone in somebody's hand. And what happened, here's the thing there has to be equipping. Here I stand behind a thing with a microphone in my hand. There has to be equipping. Do you understand what I'm saying? But what happened was this horrendous cycle that said, oh man, there's other teachers in here, now they need to teach in the same environment. There's other prophets in here, now they need to prophesy in the same environment. You understand what I'm saying? And we became this inward-focused, and I was a part of leading, a really good one, actually, of being inward-focused and doing those things because we looked at all of this and said, oh, man, he said to have a meeting. And we did this. We did this, not just us. You understand what I'm saying. We did this all the while prayer is being removed from schools. Let's have a meeting. Let's abort our babies. I believe it was about 1972, Roe versus Wade. But let's have a meeting. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And, and it's continued to evolve. And now, you don't even have to be married. Not just, no, 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 no. So some of us remember when it was like they lived together, ooh, they lived together. No, 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 that's normal now. I'm talking about they live with three or four who don't know. No, never mind. And it's evolved. And I fear that we're still becoming really proficient at having a meeting. I fear that we're becoming really proficient. Listen, there has to be gathering. There has to be equipping. There has to be times of corporate worship. You cannot leave. You cannot know me and believe that I don't know that or believe that. You can't really know me if you think that that's how I am or how I believe. Right? What I'm saying is this is not the end all. If this is the end all, who has the hot wings cooking so we can leave and go do something else? If this is the end all... If this is everything that we're supposed to be, if this is everything we're supposed to do, if this is, if this is the, the, the climax of what Jesus hung on a cross and died for, I was duped. You were duped. Watch this. If you having to deal with the same junk, over and over and over again tomorrow when we're not in this meeting. If you have to deal with the same stuff in your family year after year after year, if you have to deal with the same stuff on your job year after year, day after day, you were duped. Gotcha. Or is it not so? I'm telling you it's not so. I'm telling you, it's not so. How can you say that? Because what we have labeled American Christianity was never original intent. It was a never original intent. What we have labeled Christianity, some of the things that we love, and listen, I love, I find reasons To go to church meetings because i like it you understand that i find reasons to go and just be in that environment because i like it and it doesn't matter what i mean we can start singing he never promised that the cross would not get heavy southern gospel i love it through the fire i can do it whatever you want to do the lord inhabits the praises of his people we can do it right But if that's it, if I leave and I got to go home and I got to deal with the same junk that those who don't have Jesus are dealing with, what have I done? You know what I've done? I've accepted an inferior definition of what the good news is. And my perception has been skewed based on what was passed down to me in the environment that I was put in. It was never original intent. Okay, remember what I said a while ago, being renewed daily into the image of God. Okay, are you ready? Renew, to make new, but not just to make new. It's not just what it means. It means back or again new. Back or again new. Back or again new. Now read it in context to be made new again in the image of the one who created you. Can can you throw the verse up there for me again? Uh, What what verse is it? Uh, Yeah, uh, 4.16, 2 Corinthians, no, Colossians 3.10, I'm sorry, Colossians 3.10. Okay, for you have acquired new creation life, which is continually, everybody say continually being made new again into the image of the one who created you what made new again again back to back to the image of the one who created you what did you say Nicodemus what does it mean to be born again what did Jesus tell him you remember you remember I taught you this to be born again means to be reborn like Adam was the first time Come on, let's, let's really talk about original intent. Let's, let's really grab this, and, and let's really think about this. I'm going to show you. Ah. Back again, into the image that created you. Let me ask you this. Do you ever stop resembling the image of God? Ryan, do you ever stop resembling the image of God? Yes or no? No. Exactly. Tiffany, do you ever stop resembling the image of God? No. Alyssa, do you ever stop resembling the image of God? No. David, do you ever stop resembling the image of God? I, feel like <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew it. Like, I knew. When I walked over here, don't, talk, don't ask David, don't ask David, don't ask David. And I did it anyway, because I know. <laughs> but I know that I don't go by my feet. Right. All right. We're going to end on a high note. Diana, do you ever stop resembling in the image of God? No. <laughs> <David. laughs> I hear you. The answer is no. Watch this. Watch this. Did Eve ever stop resembling the image of God? But that's the lie that the enemy told her. Don't eat the fruit. He doesn't want you to eat the fruit because he knows if you eat the fruit that you will become like him. Eve, did you ever stop being like him? Nope. But it's the lie. That was given to her in deception. Watch this. I'm about to mess with y'all for real. What, What if I really could show you? What if I could show you in scripture that every battle that you deal with, that everything that comes against your faith, that everything that comes against your family, that everything that comes against who you are supposed to be in Christ has everything to do with how he created you at first. What if I could? The truth is we still would leave here and probably struggle. Because we've been fed a lie for so long. Come here, Brady. You You and Lincoln both. Come here, Ryan. Just get in a line. Just one right in front of the other right here, right here, right here. Josh, come here and help me. I'm going to show you this. Put Lincoln down. See if he'll stand in front of you just for a minute. Stand right there, buddy. I want you to link arms with Ryan. All right. Now they don't, they don't know what's going on, right? Neither do you. Watch this. Watch this. this is the end all some big boys (laughs) I have no problem going through this one just getting him out of the way even this guy A little more he's a little older a little more wiry but the truth of the matter is that if we get real serious he's going to move pretty quickly too Are you with me? Now, I better eat some Wheaties if I'm coming at both of these boys at the same time. Do you understand? Would it be smart to go after this first or that first? Which is the origin. This is the end all. This is the origin. Are you with me? The enemy is very crafty. See, you have to know who you're fighting. Because the truth of the matter, in the natural, if I were to lay a hand on this little guy, I would immediately have to deal with both of those and everybody else in the room. Are you with me? If I were to do anything like that. So it would be smarter to come in subtly and say, hey, come on, let's it. come here with Bang Bang. Come here. Come here. Let's just walk over here and talk for a little bit. See, he's going to listen to Bang Bang because he knows that Bang Bang's not going to hurt him. Hey, listen, I want you to stay over here with me, okay? You want to go play the drums? We can do that. You want to play the keyboard? I know how to talk to him to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. He's going to play drums. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Listen, here's what I'm trying to say. If we approach things correctly, the end all is way, 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 way more powerful than the origin. But the origin is what gets attacked and affects the end all. They didn't move because they knew that I wasn't going to hurt that little boy. Do you understand what I... I don't know if I'm being clear here. The origin is what the enemy goes after and he pulls it away because he doesn't want to deal with the end all. But what happens is when he pulls the origin away, he affects the end all and they begin to think differently. They begin to talk differently. They begin to move differently. And right there they were linked in arms. But if, 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 if I can start something at the origin that would come between them, then they may not even be linked at the arms a little bit later. They'll be separated and they'll be. Watch this. Watch this. Ephesians 3. I'm sorry. Ephesians 6. Y'all got me all messed up. Ephesians six twelve. Ephesians 6, 12. Okay, that's passion translation. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms, for they are uh, a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Jesus. New King James. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this present age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Listen, demons do have names. There was a whole movement that came through the church where we focused way, 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 way too much on finding out what the demon's name was. Okay. We called it spiritual warfare and what it was was spiritual chaos, just to be real honest. Here's, here's how you, you want I'm going I'm to give you, listen, I'm going to give you a surefire way to defeat any demon that you ever encounter. Are you ready? Are you listening? Build Jesus a bigger throne. 100%. Period. 100%. 100%. I don't care if his name is Spirit of Chaos, Python, whatever, whatever. Build Jesus a bigger throne and stop calling him by his name and move forward. We do have to know who we fight against, though, right? Because there's scripture. Watch. Truth lays between tension. Truth lays between tension. Honor your father and mother. So, first commandment with a promise. A few chapters later, if you don't hate your father and mother, then you cannot follow me. There's a truth in the tension. The kingdom of heaven suffers violent. The violent take it by force. You have to come to the kingdom as a little child. Which one is it? Is it violent? Maybe it's being violent about being a child. Right? I don't know if that works either. I heard somebody say that one time. Sounded good. They do have names. And so I need to know what I'm fighting, but I don't need to exalt what I'm fighting. Okay? Are you with me? Okay. Okay. The demonic force that Paul references here when he uses the word principalities. Do you know what it means? Origin. Origin. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, we wrestle against things that are after the origin. That are after the starting place. The place where something begins. We're fighting against a spirit that wants to keep us from living in the place of original intent. The way that God designed us. Hello gender confusion. It's just one thing that has gone over and over and over. Hello sanctity of marriage. Yeah. How about this one? We saw this this week. I'm so thankful that I won my Golden Globe and I give praise to my abortion for doing so. It's gross, isn't it? Sickening, it's sickening. Those weren't the exact words, but that's what happened. The spirit, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against a spirit that is after the origin. What was the origin? Daily, continual communion with the Father in the cool of the day. And from that place of daily, continual communion with the Father in the cool of the day, everything in the garden was at their disposal. Everything on the planet was at their disposal. There was dominion. Not just dominion, but Adam was the one giving the animals their names. When you read that, it says that you got to get in there. But what what it's really telling you is that the animals actually came and passed by Adam and stopped so that he could name them and move forward. Original intent was not that we would get together on a Sunday and feel pretty good about what we are doing and then go back into the same hell that everybody else lives in on Monday. What was original intent? You were supposed to be different. Do you remember? Do you remember? Oh man, Do you remember when you first accepted Jesus into your life, what it did for you? Do you remember? And if you don't have that experience, I want to invite you to one more time. Just say, I want you to come and take every bit of me. I want you to come in and I want you to overtake me. I remember, I remember as a nine-year-old boy in Harlan County with Palmer Kelly kneeled right beside me praying. That was the time that it really stuck. Every other youth camp before it, that one didn't take. But this one really, really stuck when I was kneeled right there and we prayed prayed. And I remember there was something that got on the inside of me. And I didn't care to be different. I didn't care that people thought we were crazy. I didn't didn't care because there was something that was on the inside of me. And yeah, I tried to get away. Why? Because the enemy was after original intent. He was after the fire that burns right there. And what happened is he said, and I've used this word before, it was inoculation. It was vaccination. Go have, go on and have your meeting. Go on and give your money away. Go, go, go do all that stuff. Just don't really hear. Heal the sick and don't really raise the dead and don't really cleanse the lepers so much so now that when you try to do that, believers say, I can't believe they would do that. It's heresy to pray for somebody to be raised from the dead. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood come on, man, you're going to get mad at somebody tomorrow. I can't believe what the devil's doing. He's not, he didn't use that person to really do anything. I mean, he's not after that. He's after the origin. He's after the fire. He's after keeping you from that daily continual communion that actually produces something. That's why the hurt came. That's why the hurt came. Do I have the capacity to live from the place of a renewed mind? Listen to me. Do I really have the capacity to live with the mind of Christ? Or do the things of God have to cross an impassable river in my mind of hurt, mistrust, abandonment, sin, failure, I've just seen too much. I've just seen too much. I live in fear every day because I've just seen too much. No, you're entertaining a spirit. You're entertaining a demon. Don't tell me that no, it's true. You've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You've not been given it. What does that mean if you're entertaining? It It means you took it. Guys, I'm telling you, there's more. I'm telling you that 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 you're the one on your job who is supposed to receive the favor. You really are. You're the one. But if you don't believe that that's possible, I promise you'll live down to what you believe. You're the one who's supposed to be the one that they call when they need prayer. It's you. It's you. You know, I used to actually in 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 immaturity and really just stupidity, I would wonder because people, we wouldn't hear from people forever, and then they call and they'd be like, listen, I know you pray. And and, and so I ask if you pray. And in my flesh, I'm like, I ain't even talked to you in forever. What am I gonna do? Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's actually what I'm supposed to be known as. Oh no, 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 I'll get excited they call and ask me to put a microphone in my hand. Do you understand what I'm saying? The enemy's gone after original intent so that the world could look like it looks right now. And the church would look like it looks right now. Here's what I say. He should have actually taken us all out. He should have taken us all out because here we sit right now. And so the next thing that I want to say to us, to Awakening Church, I just want to say, awake, awake, O oh sleeper. Yeah. That's what I want to say. That's what I know is happening. Do you understand that I believe, if I didn't believe this, I promise you Awakening Church would not be a thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Get close enough and have conversation with me if you think I'm joking. If I did not believe that this was a sleeper cell, that is about to explode into this city, I would have ended this thing months ago. But he's provoking us. Why? Because there's people in here under the sound of my voice that you are oozing with healing in your hands. There are people in here under the sound of my voice that, that you have words of wisdom that come to you, and I promise you're not smart enough for it to happen. It's just the Holy Spirit. Listen, I are one. I know what I'm talking about. I, I have been in so many situations and I'll leave and I was where did that come from? I have I don't even know what I just said. There are people under the sound of my voice that you are are strategically placed at different points in the city to affect things not just in your workspace, but to affect things throughout the city of Louisville. You're here. Like, you're, you're here right now. And I'm telling you, it's time for you to awaken into what he designed for you. It's time for you to begin to not just think that it's a good scripture that he knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb and that he gave you a hope and a future to prosper you. It's more than that. It's actually so that you could turn things upside down. Right. Come on, man. Listen, listen, we can do this over and over and over again and we can keep going and we can have the same response. We can have the same approach to everything. And listen, he's so gracious, he'll let you continue to do the same old thing. Yeah. But he says there's more. There's more. There's more. He said that there's more there's more to what I've been doing there's 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 more I I mean we've got so many different people that are represented here even different ethnicities that are represented here that he has brought together to do more this is what we fight This is what we fight. Am I living from the place of the renewed mind? Am I living from the place? Listen, 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 listen. He gave you that prophetic gift, not so that you could make it happen in church. I want to help you today. That's not why he gave you your prophetic gift. He gave you the prophetic gift so that tomorrow when you're in Walmart and that lady and he gives you the word and tells you, hey, listen, I want you to call your son that you haven't talked to in weeks and weeks. And he's going to answer. And when he does, he's going to bring you. He's going to come back and he's going to restore relationship. That's what those prophetic things are for. It's not so we can get up and thus say it to No, 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 no. What is it produced? What has it produced? It's produced a powerless church. Listen, I know that this is not run the aisles, but it is if you can see it. It is if you can see it. If you can see that those things that are on the inside of you were given to you so that you can make a difference in this world. See, kingdom math never equals two plus two. It never does. It never does. What does it equal? It says you give one word and you change a whole family. That's what kingdom math does. You give one word and change a whole family. You give one gift, whatever your gift may be, and you change the whole family. You remove spirits of infirmity. You remove separation anxiety. You remove all of the different things that the enemy has brought to us when you function in who you are. And we are not one if you're not who you're supposed to be. And I'm not who I'm supposed to be. Guys, I'm telling you there's more. There is more. Do you, do you know what my approach is to leading this church? I want to work myself out of a job. I want to work myself out of a job. 100%. I really do. Why? Because there are people in here who can preach better, who can play better, who can sing better, who can do all of the things, and I'm going to get to sit back and take the gifts that he's given me and move to a different spot. I don't mean I'm moving from Awakening Church. I'm just saying that I'm moving to another spot in the city, and we're able to equip and we're able to do those things. Why? Why? Because that's what kingdom expansion actually looks like. Jesus spent three years trying to work himself out of a job and it worked. Crazy, I know, it's crazy. It worked, it worked. If we're gonna do that though, we're gonna have to let go of some of the paradigms and the thoughts that we have about what church is supposed to look like. We're gonna have to let go of some of that stuff. It doesn't mean that we're not gonna get together and have a good time, we are. But we're going we're, we're to have to let go of some of that stuff. If your hand tingles in church and you know it's for healing, but it doesn't, hit, it doesn't tingle in the world, I'm telling you, it's just emotion. Yeah. I want to help you. I know other people have told you, no, that's the sensation. No, no, no. I can listen to Celine Dion sing and absolutely get chill bumps. <laughs> I, music moves me. And it doesn't even have to be anointed. Do you understand what I'm saying? We got to get past this thing of being led by our emotions. I I can only function. I can only function when I feel this thing. No, 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 no. What if Jesus waited until he felt a tingling to raise people from the dead? What if he waited until, you know what he waited for? Them to be dead for four days. That's what he waited for. Because he didn't do anything that he didn't see the Father do. That's good, babe. Tag, you're it. No, I ain't giving you a smite, Ain't no way. Y'all be here for another hour. I'll do it again some other time. I don't know, guys. I probably need somebody to take it and get me out of this mess that I'm digging. Oh, yeah, here. Come on, hotshot. You always got something to say. (laughs) Joke. (laughs) I can do that to him. We've spent about 25 years doing that to each other. (laughs) Guys, there's more. There's more. That's all I'm trying to say. There's more. Why do we do what we do? Why do we believe what we believe? Why do we still believe that God's out to get us? He's not. He actually loves you like crazy. As a matter of fact, who am I that, that you are mindful of me? The son of man would think of me. You know what that means? It means that if he could go to sleep, you would be the first thought on his mind when he woke up. That's what that means. And we still struggle. I don't know if I can worship today. Jesus, name. that's a whole other thing. I don't know if I feel like it today. I don't know if I can whatever. Ah. You have what it takes to change your family. You know what happened? You know what happened? Remember last week? I told you that the the implication of those who were running the race slowly was laying aside every weight was the arrow. That was the the tip of the arrow was stuck in you. What happened is we believed a lie about faith. And it effectively removed the shield of faith. Ephesians 6.16 says that the wraparound shield of faith, I like the Passion Translation, the wraparound shield of faith will protect you from the fiery darts of the enemy. What happened is we believed a lie that I I must not have enough faith because what I see is messing with me so bad. It was after origin. What you see That person that gets on your nerves so bad, there's really something behind that. And it's not about you getting their place in line or you getting whatever. It's actually really detailed warfare to keep you from original intent, which is continual communion with him. You know what really stinks about the whole thing? Is that it works. I'm ticked off. I don't feel like praying today, talking to God today. The other thing is do you, do you know the other thing? Listen, we could just, I mean, we just dismantle it all today. You want to? Just dismantle it all. Y'all all just, he's crazy. Maybe a little bit. Some of the reason we don't pray. It's because we think it has to be relegated to a time where I get down on my knees. And I don't have time to fit that in my day, so I can't do that. We forget every other scripture that says, pray without ceasing. Pray continually. (laughs) Pray in the spirit continually. Over and over again. Why? Because somewhere, somebody said, it's got to look like this. And if it doesn't look like this then it can't be that. You know how many churches have been split over styles of music? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Seriously, the carpet colors, the dumbest stuff. How many of you have ever had a kid in your house who said they didn't like something in your house? Have you ever had a kid in your house that said they didn't like something in your house? Yeah, absolutely. Did you kick them out? You should have. My goodness, that's how you do it. Kick them out and break fellowship. You go do it on your own. That's what happens all the time, guys. It's what happens all the time. I used to live under that mess. I really did. I- I'm going to be real honest. Though. I didn't live there real long. I didn't live there real long. Because I found out if they don't want to be here, Bye. I don't want you to be here if you don't want to be here. I want everybody in the city to come, but if they don't want to, do you understand what I'm saying? Why why do we let these little things remove the power? Well, how does it remove the power? Here's what happens. When you don't live in that place of continual communion, when they hand you the ball, you don't think you're prepared, so you don't do it. That's why, ultimately. You understand? Right? Right? So I spend years and years practicing, waiting for the ball to be right here so that when it, when it's thrown to me, I can shoot. But if the ball is thrown and I don't feel like I'm prepared, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pass. I fear that the enemy has vaccinated the church to where we just want to pass to the next person. So I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked you last week. What, what will be different in 2020? What will be different? We're fighting against somebody. We're fighting against an enemy that's after origin. He's after original intent. He's after genders. He's after marriage. He's after your family. He's after our church. He's a, there are bills being proposed right now in California trying to say that pastors can only preach on these subjects. For real. But we have the answer. How can you say that right? And they're so powerful. No, 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 no. Darkness has never, ever, ever been able to extinguish light. (sighs) Hallelujah. There's more. There's more. What are you going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? Let's pray. Jesus, I love you. I'm so thankful for your word. I'm so thankful for your power. I'm so thankful for your strength. I'm so thankful that you knew from the beginning and there was never a question. God, I ask by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would provoke our hearts to be renewed daily, that you would provoke our hearts to understand what you had for us in original intent, that you would absolutely provoke our hearts to become the change that we so want to see. God, I'm asking that you would release the prophets in this house, that you would release the evangelists from this house. You would release the pastors from this house. You would release the teachers from this house. You would release those with apostolic gifts from this house into the culture to transform it, to mirror the kingdom. (coughs) God, I pray that you would make us a company. That you would make us a company of all of those different giftings that affect culture everywhere we go. I pray that you would heal mindsets right now. Pray that you would heal thought lives right now. I pray that you would heal those hurts that have pushed people into the corner, that have pushed people into places of obscurity, that have pushed people into places of thinking, well, this is all it's ever gonna be. I might as well just get used to it. God, I'm asking that you would awaken their hearts again. I'm asking that you would awaken passion. You would awaken your voice to their ears one more time. I'm asking you, God, that you would you would make those under the sound of my voice cultural architects to begin to do. thank you for joining us for this week's podcast from awakening church you can find us online at awakeningky.com